Brilliant Misfits, Episode 58, an interview with guest Mandy Siegel. Express your true voice. It's just my lifetime's journey and and mission to help people find their voice because I never had one. And so having found mine and found the tools that worked for me, I want to support women in, in speaking up and being their true self because I know the pain that it causes when you don't allow yourself to do that, when you think you have to be someone that somebody else wants, you know, instead of who you truly are. Hello and welcome to Brilliant Misfits, talks with women who are the renegades, the creatives, the entrepreneurs, the artists who didn't fit in and how they've turned it around by courageously following the beat of their own heart. We'll be discussing all things creative, mindful and artful to inspire you to do it your way and be brilliant with your host, Aisha Kennedy. Welcome everyone to another episode of Brilliant Misfits. I really appreciate you being here. I know I say that every week and I truly and sincerely mean it. It means a lot to me for you tuning in. And if you like a particular episode that you've listened to, please go to iTunes and give it a rate and review. It really helps other people find the podcast and the more that people find it, the more we can expand our our listeners and give them all this juicy juiciness that we bring to you every single week. Now, I love interviewing guests, and I have another guest today, and the women that I interview bringing through such beautiful work in the world, and I love highlighting them. And today, my guest is Mandy Siegel, and she is a life coach who has a beautiful business of training and and training heart-centered women, as well as mentoring teens through her programs. And to help them release their negative blocks and find their true voice, connection, and self-expression in the world. Now, I think that work is so beautiful. Welcome, Mandy. I want you to just come on. Welcome to the show. Hi, Aisha. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so (laughs) excited to be here. You're so welcome. Um, I really am excited to talk to you because I truly believe that this is a very special time. Women are really... um, have a lot of opportunities to bring their gifts into the world. But I find even in myself, there's a lot of fear about expressing what I want to express, sharing my message, and being able to communicate in a way that um, I'm comfortable with. And this is the work that you do. So would you share with our audience a little bit about your passion of doing this work and, and maybe how you got into that? Yeah, I'd absolutely love to. So for me, part of the journey is even finding and trusting what it is that you want to say or share or express. You know, I've come from a background of 30 years on the stage as a singer, and I have struggled to trust my own voice and to find my own voice. So many years of uncertainty and and how it I found it was that I could sing and it was beautiful and fun and everything and I had this great sense of bravado but to actually then when I had to speak in between songs was when I discovered just how shy I actually am and so it's been this 30-year journey both on the stage and in personal development of what do I authentically have to say and how can I say it and just even 
acknowledging that I've got a voice. And I think a lot of women I find and my clients are just, they'll be so confident, like it's a given that that you're confident in many areas. But then there'll be this one area that is so challenging to speak up, share how you really feel and do it in an authentic and feminine way too, where you're more connected. Mm. So 30 years, wow, that's a long time. And, you know, when you were sharing about, you know, being a singer and performer, and it really is different, isn't it? I mean, you know, I haven't done that sort of thing, but I can imagine when I'm, you know, when I'm listening to you that in a way it's kind of safe. You know, you've got this, I guess, a persona that is out there. But when you take that away and you're just sharing yourself, I think that's when it feels mm. really scary. Yeah, absolutely. It can feel really scary until you start to 100% truly connect with who you are and then give from that space. And so often the mind will trick us into feeling nervous and scared so we'll shut our voice or shut ourselves down and not speak up. But there's something very joyful and energising about sharing whatever it is for you. So let's say you're in business and it's about, you know, speaking in public, whether it's on a stage or in a meeting or whether it's having a challenging conversation with somebody, that sense of being able to connect to your true voice and what you really want to say and share from that space is really liberating. And so it's not as exhausting. So I know for me, for years, I would get on the stage and I'd do all the things that I thought, in inverted commas, people might want to see and hear. And it was exhausting. And same when I started training workshops, I was like, oh, yeah, well, I better be Mrs. Professional and I better do this and they're going to want to see this and I better hide the crazy person that I really am or the eccentricness <laughs> of me or my creativity or, you know, yeah. I better put the right mask on. And I'm so good at being a chameleon, you know, like I really was just great at it. And um, But who I really was was just hidden and it was exhausting. And same with my clients, they're exhausted from not being able to share their truth of who they are. But once you start to bridge that gap over time and really bring who you really are onto the stage or into a conversation or into your business when you're talking about your business, you'll be able to really be your true self. It's liberating, it's exciting and energising. Mm. I had mm. a little um, experience last year with in my women's retreats that I run annually. And one morning I woke up and I had been talking to my husband. And um, so there was some sort of bad news, not horrible, but, you know. And I went mm. down and I thought, well, I've just got to pull it together and I've got to, you know, present myself for the, the morning. And when I arrived, I don't know, something happened and I just, I couldn't do it. Like you say, it took a lot of energy. And I thought, I'm going to just drop this. It, it, it's like too much energy to, to carry. And I just mm -hmm. shared with everybody what was going on. And, you know, from that point on, the connection was, like you say, <laughs> I know, you know, this is no surprise, that it actually really was an incredible experience that for me to see how much more people connected and were appreciative. Mm. They were really appreciative of me sharing, you know, this story with them. And um, so that's just one little taste that I've had. But, you know, what happens? Like, how do you work with people that, like, what do you do with nerves when you're going to get up and make a speech? You do have to know what you're saying, right? You can't just get up and ad lib. 
It depends on where you are, who your audience are and what you're doing and Mm. how long you've been doing it for. So, of course, if you're delivering a workshop, you have to know your content. You have to work at it and practice it and really know it. Having mastered it, then you can, if you're at a level, you can let go. But you do need to know your content. Mm. But there's so many different – I really know – that it's around three major parts of ourselves that we need to be able to maintain and manage. So one of them is, you know, the mindset, of course. It's huge. It's being able to manage the fact that there are nerves and there's a really fine line between nerves and excitement. So it's about knowing that that's a normal feeling that's going to happen. And for everybody, it's really different. For some people, it's like a boof in the heart. For other people, it's feeling a bit sweaty. For other people, it's just jittery butterflies. Whatever it is, they're normal things when you're going to do something super scary like get up in front of an audience Mm. and it's you know about being in your body so it's really about grounding and warming up and doing all these simple things that make a really big difference because you know really being in your body managing your mindset and being able to monitor how you use your voice and how you speak and what you share are the three key areas you know our body I believe that Our body is our instrument and you would know so much from yoga that once you're in your body and you're feeling into your body, you have that sense of groundedness and and you can gain more balance over the overriding emotions of nerves if they kick in. Does that make sense? That's so true, yeah. And for me, just taking a deep breath connects me to my body Um, and even just that one breath can like settle nerves or settle myself into a different place not just being in my head but in a I guess a more spacious or vast place that can hold the energy better yeah and it's so true what you were saying about when you're genuinely sharing your experiences it opens up the world for the people that you're sharing with to connect with you it's like you're enabling them to go to wherever you're holding space for them to go to and it's so it's easy like if I if I got up at my workshops and was just Mrs Confident and Mrs Bravado and I'm fine and I'm great and yes I'm the expert in my field this is how I demonstrate it for you it's all great but it's gonna give them this other level of capacity to go deeper within themselves and perhaps have a go at things they've never gone to you know in a workshop style and try on new tools if they if you share the truth of who you are. So I, I will share the times where I can recall getting up in front of an audience and feeling so scared that I didn't I couldn't even look at the audience when I was singing and I had to turn away. To now being able to share a story about things from a place of genuine, I'm working on this stuff as well as having the confidence to share with you how to manage it and overcome it. Hmm. It's such an interesting thing. I'm sure like, you know, as you continue to do it more and more, like anything, the practice of it, um, it gets, I don't know if easier is the right word, but yeah, there's something that changes that you actually do grow through the process. Absolutely. It's 100% true because the more you connect with your body, the more you start to work on some of those tools with your voice, it's just really simple things that 
you can do and then the mindset tools once you start to do them the body has a muscle memory it's so clever and I really believe it's about coming from a place of service in that it's about instead of feeling the nerves when you get up in front of an audience of that normal thing of are they going to like me is what I say valuable am I giving enough value are they going to judge me etc etc those normal things that can happen to all of us in any form so even if you don't get up on stage and speak this can be about whatever is scary for you so for some people it's about talking about sales in their business and for some people it might be about networking and just being able to genuinely connect or for others it's something else you know but whatever it is for you the more you do things to work towards it the body remembers it's so clever I love what you said about um, coming from a place of service because it Mm. it is a a really different place. And I think, um, you know, even for myself, there's probably a lot of wounding, maybe not even just from this lifetime, but other lifetimes and feeling, Mm. um, you know, the fear of humiliation or shame or, you know, whatever it is that, um, you know, prevents that, that little switch of thinking, well, it's not about me really because what I do and I love it so much and I want to share it is Mm. it gets you into a different place of you know when you say it's a place of service I really love that can you talk a little bit more about that and how that can really shift you out of the you know that that feeling of like oh my gosh I feel so ashamed I don't like how I look all of that stuff where it's really me focused Yeah, absolutely. I would love to. And it's one of the biggest tools that's shifted my whole life, really, because, you know, I also used to suffer from, am I going to be okay? Am I going to be good enough? Do I look too fat? Am I, you know, is what I'm saying valuable enough? Who's going to want to learn from me? Blah, 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 blah. Let's break the record, right? (laughs) So, you know, I really get that coming from a place of NLP, you know, working with the mind and the patterns of the brain and really working with releasing that old stuff. And one of the biggest things I came to in my life is I have this thing of live to give. And instead of being worried about all of the things that might happen, which are actually, if you think about it, they're in the future, if you're worrying about are they going to blah, 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 which really hasn't happened and it doesn't exist. Or if I'm worrying about anything else from the past, it just it doesn't exist anymore. And it's about being in the present moment to really allow for the gift that you have to be given. And so having that philosophy of live, I I live to give when I'm on a stage or in a conversation, how can I be of service here? And it takes away immediately the pressure of thinking or caring about what anybody else thinks. And so it's like a gift to you and it's a gift to yourself and to the people that you're there serving. It's like, what can I give to them here? How can I be here in this moment? And so we know, I know as a performer and as a speaker and as a facilitator that the more present I am and the more grounded and trusting in the space that I'm in, the more I can give because there's space and room to bring through the years of practice and tools and tricks and stuff that I know, but everybody knows in their area of expertise. So it's much more enjoyable too and it's much more fun and it does allow for much more spontaneity and it's a whole shift in in energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Mm. And it doesn't have to be, um, you know, just for women who want to get up on stage and do talks. I mean, we're talking about just really connected communication and just being able to, you know, go to in a social situation and be yourself. Absolutely. You know, I know for me, even I've gone to networking events and, and I actually feel like uh, introverted extrovert, you know, like I love being on stage and I love being with people and training. It's my favourite thing to do. And yet there's a part of me that's still very much a shy person and quite gentle and introverted. It's how do I reconcile that? And I've had times when I've been at net- networking events and certainly felt awkward. And then there's other times where it's like, I just want to be me. How do I do that? But it's when you get that sense of allowing yourself to be connected and present in that moment and feeling and thinking perhaps the other person's awkward too or maybe I can make someone else feel comfortable by just being present. It just allows for a flow of energy between you that can make it much more enjoyable. So it does. It works for conversations. It works for challenging conversations. I think that's something that a lot of us can tend to avoid is having a challenging conversation so that some of these tips and tricks and things that I use are about that and being able to trust yourself and advocate for yourself or for somebody else or whatever it is to have a challenging conversation. Mm, So this is part of the work that you do as a coach or in your workshops and things like that. You um, give people tips and practices to use. Yeah, so from having been on the stage for 30 years, I've got the stagecraft and psychology. There's a stage psychology, there's a stagecraft that I've studied and and love and adore. So if people want that support, that's what they get. But what I'd crafted was those tools mixed with personal development. And I guess that's such a broad word, but what I really mean by that is that allowing and supporting people to find their voice and find who they are and what their message is to be able to share that and just working with vulnerability and being able to share from that space. So I love to do, while I've got the whole, yay, it's a corporate training room, this is awesome, I love the sense of women gathering together. I've been running women's circles my whole life and being a part of them because I need them, I love them, and it's that sense of when women come together, this absolute wisdom and strength of being able to try on new tools comes and you can just fly. And I, I so there, there's a really lovely kind of symbiosis between the two that happens in the training room. And, yeah, if then people feel safe to have a go at new things. So it is in the training room where I'd use those tools and mm. from singing and from being on stage. Plus I'm really clear and excited about incorporating an energetic body to bring in your presence. So, you know, people say, how do you be charismatic? How do you tap into your natural charisma? How do you do that and really be genuine and confident. And I I really discovered that it's a combination of using your energetic body and presence and your physical and, of course, everything else. And when it all comes together, there's this natural charisma that happens. And so that's what I'm helping people to do. Mm. 
I can imagine this even helps like for people who are doing videos and things like that because even if it's not an audience, you're speaking to an audience, they might not be in front of you. But there's also, mm. um, you know, you need to connect also in that same way and find your natural charisma in that same way and use your yeah. body in that same way. It's just brilliant work. I'm really enjoying this conversation. Now, I wanted to ask you, you know, because you're so passionate about this, you're so good at it. But like going back to your childhood, I'm just curious, like, how did, you know, how did you get involved in, in this sort of a career, if you want to call it a career path or whatever, like, what was the thread in your life that sort of drew you into this work? That's such a beautiful question. Thank you for asking it. Look, I reckon it's a combination of having been so deeply wounded and insecure that I didn't even know what my voice was. Like I didn't have that trust in who I was to express myself and feel safe and okay with it. But what I did have was this sense of bravado. So, ah, yes, I'm all confident, I'm pretty, I can do this, this is great. There was that that I thought the world needed to see. But who I really was was this sort of blithering, scared thing behind the scenes. And it was this lifetime's journey on working on bridging that gap and just having done that at such a deep level for myself plus stayed on the stage. So I was on the stage doing my stuff while I'm working this shit out, right? <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, you know, it's just my lifetime's journey and, and mission to help people find their voice because I never had one. And so having found mine and found the tools that worked for me, I want to support women in, in speaking up and being their true self because I know the pain that it causes when you don't allow yourself to do that, when you think you have to be someone that somebody else wants, you know, instead of who you truly are. I've always felt like, you know, a misfit, such a great word, a <laughs> colourful, wild out of control, can't draw in the lines, messy person. And it's like I want to support people who are sensitive and intelligent and beautiful to find that for themselves. And all my clients have this sense of shyness. They're sensitive. They're highly intelligent, highly creative at some level, and they just need this support. It, it's astounding to me how many people are still so blocked and will aren't able to, you know, share who they really are in certain situations, yeah? Mm. So it's like that, whether it's in front of a video or whether it's, yeah, different methods that, that freak everyone out really. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just part and parcel of, of being a socialised human being. I mean, mm. being part of society can be really narrow, very, very mm. narrow. I think I think I knew from the time I was born <laughs> that mm. oh where am I what is this you know like I I think I knew right away that I was not really fitting into what I saw around me and you know it, it's it is a very confronting journey but it's also an incredible gift you know I've come to a point to see that you know, not fitting into how I saw things around me was a gift for me because I had to keep searching and searching and seeking where do I fit in? Where is my place? And it is a journey, like you say, of finding ways to be who you are, who you truly are. 
And that's almost like saying it's it's about getting in touch with your life purpose. Like, you know, who you are might be completely different than who you grew up with or what you were conditioned to think you were supposed to do. And this is what I'm passionate about too. And the whole show is about that. And I love bringing people like you on to talk about and really encourage and inspire people out there that like, yeah, be true to who you are. Yeah, absolutely. And I really resonate with what you've just said completely because I too was born into the most random (laughs) family like I was born into like a pretty religious Jewish family uh, that survived the Holocaust pretty much and I was the first born in Australia and no pressure and (laughs) so and here I am as this wildly different person you know and I didn't live up to any of their expectations whatsoever however it was it did it gave me this impetus to find me and there was a strength and a stubbornness there even though it felt like I was weak and and shunned and ostracized and black sheeped my whole life it I've turned it into being able to sort of express the colors of the rainbow as opposed to being a black sheep you know and I love that it's about thank you and it really for me is also about with with the people that I work with it's about you know how can you be you the you that you're with like when you are with your friends and family and you're relaxed and gorgeous and funny because everybody's got that charisma you know and it's about allowing who you really are into every part of your life instead of separating it And I remember I went through a time, I worked in corporate for eight years. It was a weird little 360, but I'm so grateful for it because I I learned so much. And one of the roles I had was in human resources or people and culture. When I first got into that role as an artist, it was my first exposure into that world. And I was sitting there, I remember at my first board meeting thinking, don't talk to me don't look at me, don't ask me any questions. I'm, I, you know, I was just crazy scared. And But the reality was that they hired me because I am me and that means that I am different, you know. And it took a long time to allow that real me out there, but it was really beneficial for me and for them once that did start happening. Mm. And, you know, I love also that you were talking about um, – you know, you had this sense of bravado, which in a way was like your, I don't know, like your life raft at that particular mm. time in your life. And I think mm. bravado is just another word for resilience. And I think that, you know, I think humans have incredible resilience. And whenever I watch like documentaries or shows or, you know, and, and it's highlighting human resilience, you know, it just makes me cry um, because we all do have something inside us that is so strong and so solid. And I think that, you know, part of our journey is to really connect with that. Mm, That's beautiful. Mm. Yeah, and I think that, um, you know, what you're helping women with, in a way, is is doing exactly that, Mandy. You know, you're helping them to to go deep inside themselves, find out who Mm. they are and, and Where's that resilience? You know, for you, it became, it was bravado, but then you were able to, you know, work with that so that it it led you to your true self so that you didn't need to have it as like a crutch, but it was there to help you find that, that trueness in you. I think that Mm -hmm. everybody has that resilience. And I think your work is, is beautiful in helping women tap into that. 
Do you find that mm. with the women that you work with that they're able to find that place of strength in them? Absolutely. I'll just share one story that's come to mind. So I had one client who, this one particular client, who was on a board of directors for a, a, a company and getting paid for it and she was so shy and scared because she's in a male-dominated industry mm. and she came to me with whilst I'm here and obviously she had the skill to have that job she was feeling really scared of being able to just be her feminine her true feminine self and express her opinions and come from that place and after the work that we started to do over time we I put she went through my program and she ended up having at the time of her life where she left and created her own business and was able to have enough trust in herself and her presence and her value to then create her own business as a consultant. And she's doing this beautiful organic governance thing where she's, you know, creating a whole new thing for herself at a deeper level. So that's who she truly is. And it's a beautiful story for me to hear that, you know. Mm, yeah, mm. it is a beautiful story. And it just doesn't really take much, does it, to to awaken that? I mean, it, it seems like a huge monumental task. But in reality, I think there's just a calling or an urge or a desire. We, we want to do it. The fear is there. But that's mm. when we need, you know, that little, maybe that little extra help or something that mm. would, you know bring us into a, a realization like, hey, yes, I really love this. And I think that's the key, isn't it? When you really love something. Mm. Oh, when you love something. And then I think also too is that because we're all so human, you know, and reality is that we're only using 5% of our brain is conscious and that 95% of who we are is an un the unconscious mind. And what an amazing untapped resource. So by working with the things in the unconscious mind or the blocks or the negative limiting thoughts that are there, those things once removed and released give access and a free pathway to move ahead to where you want to go. And so I do help my clients when I'm working one-on-one -on -one to help them to go where where are you going where do you want to go and what's blocking you now and stopping you and then we go move forward by releasing them and that stuff through process work and beautiful conversation and language etc it's just brilliant and hypnotherapy so I am a hypnotherapist as well and I love that because you're tapping into a deeper sense of relaxation deeper part of you that can just let go and release that stuff and then there's freedom to create space on the inside which is really powerful one of the biggest things for me is also too is showing people that it's okay to give voice to parts of themselves that they previously shut down or shut off and so it's about holding that space so that they can and you know because so many women just ignore the the feelings that that frighten them mm. and so I'm a toughie I'm like a warrior in the emotional field and I love that space too it's really important for me because it's powerful it's who we are and by expressing all your true emotions and giving voice to everything it gives you energy and passion and that's vital life force you know that's vital life force for you in your business and doing the things that you want to do to help people and really serve to the best of your ability. You need that life force. So, yeah, I'm very passionate about that. 
And I've actually just been, Simon, I've started working this last couple of years with some teenagers and it's amazing to me, even young girls at the ages of 14 and 15 have this like insecurity and lack of confidence and all this stuff that they've created already and and don't have a voice and it, it breaks my heart. So, you know, I feel really blessed to be able to start working with teens and helping them find themselves, you know. Oh, that is brilliant work and, and it's true, you know. I mean, I've met young girls and I'm always surprised but, you know, mm. in a way I'm not because when I look mm. at the the world we live in and the social media that is around and, you know, I might have had conditioning growing up but there wasn't social media. But now it's like we're looking at things and we're looking at how things we think should we should look like this or we should be like this. And it's a constant, like, you know, it's constant input. And, um, yeah, I can see it could be very, very confusing as a young woman to know who they are. Absolutely. And I think one of the things, you know, there's so many expectations with that social media of how you're supposed to be and who you're supposed to be and this false sense that everything's beautiful and perfect and posy and blah, blah, you know. Mm. And it's devastating for them. But I think also, too, one of the things that's happening is that young people are losing their sense of how's the other person? How, you know, they're losing that sense of, I guess, sensory acuity, like even having an awareness of other people around them and that, you know, that whole live to give thing, but in terms of just communicating with humans because they're so used to being on a screen and not really focusing on what's this other person next to me sensing or feeling or thinking or how are they, you know, and then they lose the sense of themselves too. It's an interesting phenomenon now. The yeah. social media with young people, yeah. That's an interesting disconnect, isn't it? Because, you know, having, having, um, not having the, the ability to have, you know, that um, sensory acuity and, and being able to have empathy or compassion, we, we would lose ourselves because we're all interconnected, you know. We're not mm. these, like, separate selves you know, we think we are, but we're actually not. And so when we actually don't connect with other people, we do have a big loss of ourselves as well. Absolutely. And I know even me personally back in the day or even now, like I can pretend that I'm isolated at times. And I, I practice, you know, when I'm feeling terrible, my latest practice is just reach out, like call a friend, even leaving a message on the phone is it shifts your state and that's sometimes really helpful and you know we all get this sense of falling down into a heap of aloneness and isolation and it's just not real it's not true we're not meant to be isolated we're not meant to and it's about being able to connect and it takes quite a bit of bravery to do that to reach out when you're not good and just talk to someone and and ask for support and, you know, young kids now are still struggling with how can it be okay for me to be myself? Like I just shared recently we had some tragedy in one of the high schools around me where one of the young boys committed suicide, only 14 years old, and one of my clients was dealing with the emotions of that. And, you know, what astounded me the most was that she had never really allowed herself to 
express real emotions. She was just one of those people that were very shy. It would come in outbursts with her family probably from time to time, but she felt really shy. She wasn't able to really share her real feelings with her friends even. And through the process of coaching, we were able to get her to a place of appreciating the value of grief and sharing your emotions and feelings. And, you know, that stuff is when people get to that point where they don't feel that they can even share how they feel, that's when it starts to become a worry, Mm. which really prompted me to get straight onto writing a program and delivering it as best as I could because I feel like it's so powerful for young kids to never get that so isolated that they can't, you know, we need to encourage them to be expressing their feelings and they're connecting with other people in some way. And it's a community responsibility, I feel, teachers, community, parents, etc. you know. Yeah. Wow. That is beautiful yeah. work, really beautiful work. And you do live to give, Mandy. I, I really sense that in every bone of my body, how much you live to give. Uh, yeah, thank so you. So um, I just wanted to ask you, if, if someone wanted to get in touch with you about your work, is there any way or what way would be the best way for them to connect with you? Yeah, there's a few ways. So you're welcome to jump onto my website, which is my name, mandysegel.com, and I'll spell it because it's interesting spelling. It's S-I-E-G-E-L.com. So it's mandysegel.com. And you're welcome to find me on Facebook, same, Mandy Siegel Coach, and or call me, reach out, email me, whatever you like. Mm-hmm. Send me a message. I love connecting it's my biggest thing in life (laughs) I've had to learn how to connect so how else can I be an expert at what I do oh hilarious gorgeous and I'll have um I'll have your website and your contact details Facebook and all of that on the show notes so people can easily find you and so we're just about to the end and I'm wondering is there any last thing like if you were to give a little tip or tool a takeaway for today for women out there who are just stepping into exploring their voice or feel a bit of fear around it, just say you were looking in their eyes and what what could you give them today on, on top of everything that you've already given us, Mandy? I would look into their eyes and I would say, you are intrinsically valuable. The way that you are right now is perfect and that you're needed You're here to be of service and you are needed and people need what you have. So, yeah, let's let's hold hands and step into it and have some fun with it, expressing it. Yeah, and there's lots of tools I can teach, but, you know, that's really the message. Mm, I love that message. Is that you are valuable right now. Taking that in, taking that in. (laughs) You know, it's so funny how we can forget that we are, all of us, intrinsically valuable that is beautiful thank you for leaving i think we'll leave it at that because that's such a beautiful note a beautiful message and a beautiful feeling to end with today thanks for all your wisdom and sharing mandy it's so much gratitude that you came on today thank you so much for having me i was so excited and really honored to be here and lots of love thank you so much thank you all for being here today If you enjoyed the episode, please go to iTunes and give it a review and subscribe. 
And don't forget to join our private Facebook group, Brilliant Misfits. And for more information on living a creative life, www.asiakennedy.com.